Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome everybody to... Wait a second. That's not how I start this show. I was thinking about the box breakers. Oh, okay. Wow. Look at that. I'm sometimes I I'm thought just... you were going to say after. Actually, I think that's how you also start after the final pop. That's true, too. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. Yep. What's poppin', everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Every single episode episode we're we're late on the front on this but we were just doing the math because this will be episode 215 of the pop yes it will which means that four full years of doing the pop would have been at episode 208 yeah i think so 52 times four right that is wild so you know adjusting for a little bit of um, margin of error i'm not sure if we've like missed a week or something in there or there there may have been like one winter break where we didn't have an episode but but i can't remember i know for a little while there we were like yeah we'll take the last week of the year off and we'll upload nothing and then we're like we should probably still upload something still upload something yeah, yeah. so anyway. you know we're well past the margin of error we are absolutely past the point of four years worth of popcorn culture pretty cool congratulations give yourself a pat on the back if you've been with us the a whole pop time. on the back if it were oh hey yeah. nice 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 very good yeah um so it's been it's been an exciting four years in which time your son luke has grown up to age six hey, look at this That's transition unbelievable i know and in that time he has now joined a basketball team and had his first game over the weekend boom he i sure did, did it wow <laughs> well done, well done. Boy, it is mind-blowing to think of this show starting with luke was a two-year-old That's that so is weird. yeah so when we started luke was Addie's age what oh my gosh yeah that's crazy to think that's insane dude i had this i don't know we were watching like how i met your mother last night and something about the episode was the pineapple incident okay great episode there was something about the episode that made me like think about the time period of like when at the point in the future when like all of the kids will have like left the house and like i had never really like fully like I, I know that day will come eventually sure. or whatever, but like I was trying to like think about like what the experience would be like. And it like, I mean, it was like the worst. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I was just like so sad so fast. I was like, oh, man. I don't want to think about it. It just made me like, very, I don't know. So uh, that, that's not relevant to Luke's first basketball game. I no, mean, maybe it is a little, but no, yeah. yeah, I could, I could see it. Yeah. Because I mean, you're, you're entering into like people always say that like when you, like when you have kids, they're like, like don't blink, you know, like it, it all yeah. happens so fast and everything. And it's, it's tough to actually fathom that because like f- for so much of your life, like as you're growing up and you're attending school and like, you know, there's the elementary school, 
middle school, high school, you know, like whatever you do afterwards, college, you know, like learning your first craft or getting your first job or like, like yeah. every, everything is there's there's a lot of like new stuff that is is always kind of like coming in bad and it's like sensory overload, but you're like forging memories attached to everything. And I think a lot of that makes time feel like it's transpiring like very slowly, despite the fact that it's very active because you're taking in so much all the time like every second kind of like counts so to speak yeah because you're you're like possibly learning something new or experiencing something new all the while and and so like because you emotionally have to like process each individual little like aspect of life as it goes i do genuinely think it makes it feel slower so like when i think about my high school years i'm like i was in high school for like what feels like the equivalent of three times as long as doing super carlin brothers right yeah that was four years and we've been doing we're coming up on year 12 of super carlin right so it's literally like the exact inverse of one another but then on the flip side of things is that like once you hit a certain like like uh stage of life and you and you you, like find like some measure of like stability routine consistency like you kind of know like what each week will look like in and out i do feel like things start to go by a lot faster and so like i'm starting to understand like in a way that is impossible to communicate to anyone who just hasn't like quite, you know, like like lived into it yet. Right. Um, because it's like, I know I've heard this sentiment before and I like it's over and over and over. And then finally it's like, you're starting to live it and realize it. And you're like, Oh, this is what people meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just like this idea that I would like come home from work and it'd be like, and no one's here. Oh. Like I know it was like oh man not knowing obviously like Beth will be there but yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah of course right <laughs> but like just like the the comments like it's so funny that like at the same time I could feel that like like anticipate that sort of like sadness I could also like then like this morning like I woke like Beth's alarm went off at five which then woke me up and I was at least like you know what at least since I'm up here at five thirty now that I've watched a bunch of like TikToks in bed you know what I'm gonna do it's you know, um, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to try and watch the show Echo before anyone else wakes up because I'll just sort of be alone in the house while it's quiet. And it was like, no, are you kidding? Of course, you're not going to be able to do that. Luke's awake, too. Right. It's right. coming straight downstairs. What do you think? You were going to get a moment of peace at 530 in the morning? No. Idiot. No way. No chance. And then it was like, I mean, I, by the time I left the house, I was like so frustrated because like I didn't have to take Luke to school today. He has the day off. And like, which means that I had like a little bit of extra. I didn't have like the stress of like packing lunches or getting ready and had to be like out the door quickly. Like my only responsibility was like get to the gym by 745. I'm up at 530. I'm going to be so early. It's going to be great. Yes. And it's like, sure enough, I'm not even close to early. Ugh. You know, I'm like five minutes late to the gym. And it's like it's the it's, you know, there's this weird phenomenon. I think I, I that happens when or I, maybe this is just the act of having kids, but it's like at 530, like when I was walking down the stairs one minute before Luke did, I was like, you know, what's going to be great. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to have coffee. I'm going to like pack my bag for the day. And like, that's all I'll really need to do okay. before I can sit on the couch. And it was like, uh, that like it took me a full two hours to make myself breakfast and put four articles of clothing in a bag you know <laughs> like like this is like 
all I am trying to do. And it was like the number of just like, daddy, daddy, like, can you come help me do this? I need food. I'm hungry. I don't want this food. I just asked for, I need something else. I want this cold. I want it hot. I need is like the, like it was like, it was just the, the nonstopness of it for, and it's like, then I'll get to the end. I'm like, how does this happen? How is it possible that like you can go this like full length of time. And it's like all I needed to do was one thing. And you were up at 5:30. How are you late? Yes. You know, it's like yep. so frustrating. It's just like all, all, all I want to do is my my single simple task. I want to make my smoothie and I want to pack my bag. Because I don't even have to pack your lunch today. Right. I don't even have to do that. I don't even have to get you dressed. You can just sit on the couch and do nothing if you want. Right. But of course. That's not what you want to do. <laughs> the, the irony yeah. is that you literally started this conversation by talking about like how sad you will be when this is also well, exactly. not the case. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's that is the of course the weird irony. It's just like I was like so frustrated this morning, like being unable to accomplish simple things, and then at the same rate, like the idea of that being gone is also like the saddest thing in the world. So it's just life is where kids are weird. <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> life but, is hard. <laughs> life is hard. Well said. But anyway, Luke had his first. <laughs> basketball game this weekend yeah i'm yeah. dying to know how it goes I, but, I don't know how we got through the weekend without getting a report i know well so yeah i know you it seems like the sort of thing i'd be like sharing up a storm about um but i'm gonna tell you about it right now okay later so on let's me. see so, so i know nothing so this is it's through the uh, program yeah through the gryffindor it. it is it is through the program called like upward basketball which is like a like a church league thing okay. i guess yep and so like we get there this is our first this is you know our 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 family of five's first experience with any sort of organized team sport at all. Okay. You know, like we've done some like soccer shots, which is just like a little soccer camp. Um, you know, but, but you know, we have like a little basketball hoop in the basement. We've been to some practices, but we've never played on a team in a competitive environment with like a clock and a referee and everything. Right. right. So we're walking in. I have like really no idea what to expect. What's the what's the format? There's like a guy at the door and he's like, all right, take the kids downstairs, drop them off with the team. As always, parents, then you head up to the hallway and, you know, wait your turn. It was like, all right, OK, that's not how I remember it when I was a kid. But you know, you wait your turn. Well, so the way it works at this particular um, church is that there are two basketball courts, which then they have um, cut uh, there's one giant basketball court, which they've been cut in half. Okay. So that instead of playing full length, the kids are playing like on half courts okay, going yeah. side to going width to width instead of full length Yeah, that makes or sense, whatever. Yeah. So in that way they can have four teams out there at once. Okay. And they've got, uh, I guess a bunch of teams and they're trying to be pretty on schedule about it. Okay. So, um, while the current four teams are playing, all of the parents whose kids aren't playing are like waiting in the hallway for those that game to end for those two games to end. So those people can clear out and then it'll be like open up room. It'll like cycle so they in. don't okay. want they so don't want the parents of people who aren't playing in there like holding seats or something like waiting for their game or something. Okay. That's, that's yeah. kind of interesting. I just would have assumed that you would have just gone and watched like the end of whatever game before Luke's and then you would have watched Luke's and then you would have left. Yeah. That is what I would have assumed too. When, when we were kids and did like rec basketball, it was always at a place with so many bleachers that it didn't matter. Right. You right. Know, you yeah, just got true. there and you know, if you had to watch the end of the last game, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, this, yes, yeah, so you walk Skill in. Skill about the comp. Yeah. You like you bring them downstairs. You drop them off at the team, which actually was sort of like a, a blessing in disguise, I thought. Okay. Because like, I don't think I, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think Luke was expecting it, but it was good. I think that I didn't have to sit there and just sort of like, 
you know, um, be right next to him the whole time leading up to the game because I think he was a little bit nervous, but like leaving him on his own down there gives him time to like acclimate it to him, like acclimate to the situation on his own right. without being able to then like just rely on you. Like he has to face it. Yeah, which I, which I think is a remarkably like important aspect of of like the like that to me that's almost like the actual underlying exercise of exactly what you're doing like yeah. it's not even necessarily like the athletics or scoring a goal or, exactly. or anything like there's there's probably like some teamwork aspects but i feel like going and being a part of something and doing something a little bit independently from yeah. from what you know as your support system is sort of like what's building a little bit of like individual like confidence i think that's exactly sort of the purpose here because i mean everyone's so little it's not like they're down there discussing tactics or something yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, they right, barely right. know where to go right <laughs> yeah, luke you're point guard all right so like yeah. you're gonna be setting up the play and you know yeah there's yeah. there's no positions or anything like that so um that 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 i thought was good i went up and then it turned out i happened to know a bunch of the other parents on some of the other teams um playing so chatted with them in the hallway and they were all kind of in the same but or so it was interesting to hear like the 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 how far into this process other families were because some people was like yeah this is our third kid like it's super fun out there we love this program and other people like my kid is you know he's touched a basketball a few times and this is our first time you know right right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um so that that was it was comforting that you know that that, that's just sort of like um a a familiar experience that like it's easy to look at like some other kids and be like good lord this kid's gonna be playing in the nba or something but then to know that other people are out there just like yeah we're we're here yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be i'm proud of my child for standing there you know right right right. we're all all figuring it out we're all figuring it out so it's a then you finally go and sit down and they have like this this is that was very cool they have like little intros for the teams they're like all right next up is the you know the the lions say hello to you know graham and luke and whoever they just say like all the kids names as they like walk in and stuff and i was like that's pretty fun that is pretty fun yeah Yeah. so they do that for all four teams the toon squad yeah Yeah, so (laughs) i love it that that was pretty cool um and then they get out there and they do six periods of play okay so it's um you do three periods halftime three more and that's it so i think they do six so that they make sure that everyone has like the most amount of playing time possible yeah that makes sense um which is which is good and then yeah there's not really positions but the way they do it is they give there's like five different colored wristbands like sweat bands or whatever okay and whatever whatever color you have you're supposed to guard the person with the same color on the other team oh that's clever yeah so it's just sort of like you're green you just stick with the green guy on the other team that's who you're playing defense on or whatever so don't worry about that's this is the the most very very basic man-to-man coverage (laughs) right right. and that's all we're gonna do we can't possibly teach you guys a zone or something you know right right (laughs) yeah honestly that is that is pretty neat because I, I remember this stage of, of childhood basketball yeah. and I was just like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. And, you know, it's like I, I always feel like I'm running to play, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who who knows? Yeah. So that was I thought that was a good way to do that because it gives it gives you like if you have no idea what to do, it's just like just follow that person around. Yes. You know, yep, so. Yep um that that gives you some sense of what to do and then it was interesting to watch luke throughout the um throughout his throughout the game so we played like three periods of play because they just like rotate in and out with like there's 10 kids and like they just switch five and five and five and five and okay you know, gotcha, gotcha. kind of do that yeah um 
So I would say for Luke's first period, there was about like a three foot circle. And I think he'd mostly just sort of stayed in there the whole time. Okay. Just sort of like looking around, just sort of like, where am I allowed to go this way? Am I allowed to go that way? Uh, it was it, that that was kind of interesting to watch. Just sort of like, okay, I'm out here. I'm doing it. And then he <laughs> sat down. The next time it was a little bit more like, okay, I sort of know to follow my person with the wristband a little bit. I'll, I'll move a little. I wouldn't say he was going for the ball or anything like at all okay. which is totally fine also and then by the third game or by his third period there was like one little section at the end where the person he was guarding had the ball and they like you know they, they went to go shoot and they missed and he like actually you know, ran in there to like try and go get the rebound and he he got to dribble it like four times or something but i think the ball had gone out out of bounds so the ref like um that whistled the play dead or whatever okay and then he passed the ball in and that was the extent of him handling the ball okay okay <laughs> but all all that to say he left and he felt absolutely he, he i think he had a he had a lot of fun even if he looked kind of nervous and a little out of sorts while he was out there and uh the next day we were talking like last night we were talking about some other sport i forget even what a football is like oh do you want to play football i was like no i just like basketball that's just my favorite sport and i was like okay awesome yeah that's, that's so good to hear good, good to know good great to know. i'm like the class the fact that you're calling it like a thing you really enjoy is fantastic because like despite your you know, the the level of participation and then um I guess after the game, because it's like a church thing they give out, they give out a star every, every week to every kid, which is like, um, for different, I don't know, to represent whatever, whatever verse was like, um, they went over that day in practice. Okay. So everyone got a green star. And then they also have like little extra stars for like best offense, best defense, like best effort. And then most Christ-like. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me tell you who got most Christ-like one Luke Williams. <laughs> <laughs> wow i know i was okay. like wow luke impressive <laughs> <All right. laughs> really good <laughs> so that was our experience at uh luke's first basketball game i think he is definitely looking forward to uh more unfortunately we're gonna miss the next one because we're gonna be like on a like on a family trip next week yes yes we are yeah very exciting for uh but he will he'll have one more practice and then we'll come back and he's very excited for the next game he gets to play and it's against the polar bears oh. which is his best friend at school is on the polar bears okay so luke is just he keeps telling me how much better lions are than polar bears and i'm like dude you're totally right like Man. They're not saying a chance. What a good point. I know. What a good, what a point. good point. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, way to go, uh, little Lukester. I, yeah. for, for whatever reason, I feel like ever since, like, like since as he's been growing up, for some reason, it, it has always felt like basketball will end up being his oh, sport. It, I, like, I don't know why you're right. There was, it's like, I felt like even before he was born, it was like, yeah, I'll probably be like point guard, you know? I know. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. What, what it's always felt like. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be so curious to see like yeah. what they, what they gravitate to. It will be, especially cause like, uh, like as of now, you know, like the difference in height, especially between like, like, uh, cause you, I think this is like a five to six year old league basically. Okay. So if you're like, if you like just turned five versus someone who's like almost seven, like pretty big gap. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, growth. yes. Yeah. So there are some kids who are like definitely like a, a lot or significantly tall, not significantly taller, but like, um, more developed basketball wise. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. This, this was something I think for me growing up, um, I have a couple of thoughts on it as well is that I'm, I'm pretty sure. And you'd have to correct me if your memory like serves differently but i i feel like growing up me and you tended to play on the same teams and i and i think that they were usually just like scooting me up so that like i could go and be 
on your team or whatever. Hmm, I don't remember that for basketball. Not for basketball. No, for, yeah. for, for soccer. For soccer, for soccer I do remember yeah. being on the same team more. And for basketball, I don't. I don't. I, I don't, I don't know remember we were on, we're on the same, the same team. team. Yeah, yeah. That, that may have been different. Yeah. I know that whatever basketball team, whatever like I don't know how they split up the teams. It seemed like I had a pretty recurring rec league basketball team of a lot of familiar faces every year. Right. I think it was based on Rocky Mountain. I can tell you that the people in my class were awesome. I know. Like, dude. I mean, and I think for the most part, there was just like a group of kids, like a year, like in the in the year between us, right? That were like I know. I think at least one of them went to go play for like UVA or something. Okay. Um. Or and uh, I don't I don't know. Or did did some maybe it was for track or something. But like the you know for ten year old basketball, I mean, some of these these kids were like sh- you know la- shooting field goals, like, you know, just off the point landing through. I was like, this the people on my team are like actually good for <laughs> rec league in Franklin County. Yes. You know? Yes. No, I know. There, there was this like weird thing growing up and I can't, I mean, it's like to this day, I can't ever figure out if it's just like the lens of being like a younger brother and like having these people who are older and bigger than you, but then also have like this like layer of familiarity because I now know like their names and some of their personalities. And, like I've watched you grow up with them and stuff. And so I can never quite figure out as I was growing up and like watching your class in front of me like i i feel like you had this like golden class all through like elementary school where it was like they were they were always like the best the teachers always loved them and oftentimes that like benefited me in some capacity because like i would come to have the same teacher that you had and they would like oh you're jonathan's little brother like you know so it was like i like had like a good word like going into like the classroom or whatever you know so people were always like super you know like the teachers were always excited to like see like to see like another one come through or whatever but then i grew up with what had to just be like the biggest cyclone class (laughs) imaginable where it was just like like i mean i like i feel like most of my memories of people screaming at me as a child were almost from like all of my elementary school teachers all of whom i knew you had amazing experiences with mm-hmm. and like what i was witnessing for each of them was there like each of their respective mental breakdowns as my as my class right. just like wore them <laughs> wore them down yeah it was like i was like oh my gosh like over and <laughs> over again um so anyway but yeah that was that was always that but the other thing that, that i was going to touch on a little bit that i feel like you brought up with luke like the fact that he like walked away, he had fun. He really enjoyed it um, is sort of like this like interesting perspective at now from like the parent side of things where it's like, what do you do if you've like enrolled your child into an activity that um, they now don't enjoy? Uh, and, and like, I know, I know what to do. Yeah, I've seen this or this. This is the the wisdom I've heard that I really like is that if like there is no like when kids are like doing sports, there's no doubt they're going to have days that are like, you know, a bad day at practice or like a frustrating day or like a hard loss or whatever. Yep. And the the wisdom I've heard is that you need like you have to like get, you can't be like forcing them to do it if they just hate it or whatever. But you can only let them choose to quit on a like on a good day. OK. OK. Is, which, yep. Like if they if they're like, you know, if they if they come home and they're just like frustrated because they lost and they want to quit, like that's a bad time to choose to quit. Right. Like if their team just like, you know, won six to two on a soccer game and, you know, everyone's cheering and they went to a pizza party and they're just like, I really just wish I hadn't gone. I just didn't have any fun. It's like, okay, 
maybe that's a little more like you really just don't like it right kind of thing right 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 like, yeah. and i think i was like that seems like a, a very good rule like and you can even like i think i've heard like even communicate that to him like you're allowed to quit if you don't like it but only on a day only on a good day only on a good day like yes. only when when things are all going your way yeah this is this this is like kind of a curiosity for me because i know growing up one of the things that we did that i did not particularly like was swim team mm-hmm. and this was something that i feel like we we did for a lot of years yeah um but eventually i was allowed to stop doing it and and like i would almost love to go and ask mom this exact question like like what was finally the the threshold and and the other thing i'm trying to keep in the back of my mind is like or did i just start cross country in eighth grade and we had morning runs in the summer and therefore it was like well i can go do my 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 cross country morning runs instead Uh of going to swim practice swim practice yeah i'm not and i'm not really sure like what like whether or not like that was the point where i was just like okay well you don't have to do it anymore because now you're doing a different sport <laughs> um, I, we'll see i think i remember what i always like after we started doing cross country i remember like in the summers we always had these like mile club sheets yes that were like um you know you were trying to get like a at the end of the summer you'd get like a, a mile club shirt for however many miles you ran in the summer right and they always had these like conversion rates for like um like if you went like on a really long like for swimming and for biking right. as well yeah we're like this much swimming you could write down as this many miles of running or this much and it, like for biking you had to like cut it in half or like maybe even more and for swimming you could like multiply it right because right. it was like the distance is so much harder so i always remember really liking that about swim team oh. that i could come home and be like yep those are my running miles don't have to go do that now oh wow <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's that was that was like the complete inverse for me it was like oh thank goodness i don't have to go keep swimming right. at all anymore yeah because and, that, and I, I do feel like it's kind of an interesting one because it wasn't like i like struggled at the sport i just didn't like the sport well sure you know yeah. so yeah that was that was sort of it for me um but i that, that, i could <coughs> never i could i i feel like i've looked back on it so many times because i do love the water yeah and i'm like what was it about swimming that you that you didn't like like now i think that like i spend you know like 90% of my energy outside of work, imagining the next time that I can go and interact with water again. Right. You know, like that's like, it's like one of my favorite ways to go and like pastime or like a recreational activity or anything. Um, and I like look forward to the summer specifically so that I can go and have this aspect of my life, like back in play again. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I, it was just like, I hated going to swim practice and not being able to breathe. It was like, I mean, that is like what I most associated was like all I ever, I always feel like I can't breathe. Right. Which I suppose, I mean, the very aspect of both cardio activity and your face being in the water. Yeah. You know, are, are directly correlated. Yeah. To, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hard breathing sport for it sure. Is a hard breathing I mean, sport. there's no doubt about it that swim practice is just hard. Yes. And there was, uh, it's, it's. I remember that also being part of it. It's just like there was never any time to catch your breath. And I remember like I think when I started doing swim team, it was before we had moved at like Rocky Mount at the YMCA and they were like just starting doing it. And so like the person who was the coach, I don't know if they'd like coach swimming somewhere else or if they were just like reading how to coach swimming or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I remember like it was fun to go in the pool and like learn how to do the strokes and stuff. But then it would be like these insane workouts and it would just be, it would just be so hard. Yes. And I think for yeah. the longest time when we were doing it, especially in Rocky Mount, like they didn't, we didn't have meets 
at all. Right. There you was just, no you just competing. Went, yeah. You just went to practice, did this hard thing, and then left to like to no end. That that right there might have been like the beginning of the end because there was there was never a chance to like reap the practice. Right. Like, I right, think there was right. like you know if the, if you had twelve weeks of practice, I think the first meet I ever did was like an in-house meet where you just competed against the people you practiced with. Right. You know, and it was like that. That just wasn't very much. And I remember. I think every if you've ever done swim team, you will know exactly about the giant yellow clock um, or the or maybe or whatever. There's there's the same giant clock in every competitive swim practice environment. Okay. And the way the clock works is that it dictates your rest and like the like. So you might have like one minute to go down to the other end of the pool and back. And then when you get back, you get out of the pool and you look at the clock and you get to wait until the second hand reaches the top. And that's your cue to go again. Right. Yeah. And yep, so yep. It, I just remember it feeling like so demoralizing that you could get like it would feel like because like the opportunity to rest was there and it would feel like you could get to the other end and look up and be like, oh, I get to rest for 15 seconds or whatever. But it's like one, even if you had 15 seconds of rest, which meant you just did like a 45 50 or whatever. Yeah. Which means you were flying. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Um, not for I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, you'd look up, and no matter how much time was left, even if it was a, a, like, even if you had twenty seconds of rest, that was it went by so fast. Yes, and it was like you were nowhere near catching up. But that's if you had twenty seconds, and more often than not, you had like. 10 to 5 and it was just like okay see ya go go again go again yeah i also remember the enforcement of like um flip turns at an extremely early age and it's like to be fair flip turns are just a thousand percent faster yeah Um, so a flip turn in case you're unaware is basically as you swim up to the opposing wall where you go to like turn and go back in the other direction yeah like when you're really young what you would do is you would just go and like tap the wall and then spin around and push back off again and keep swimming a flip turn is basically like you're watching like the lines on the bottom of the pool and then you know the exact moment when you go to like tuck your head in and flip underwater so that you can push off of the wall without ever stopping at without all. ever stopping yeah yes. so you can you can flip and push way faster than touch spin push right and because you're already underwater you are just like it i mean it is undeniably faster yes and it is absolutely what you should do if you're trying to be a competitive swimmer but it was also doing the flip turn was the thing that would always like like because you were heading into the wall like it required that you hold your breath for the extended period of time where you flipped, pushed, and then resurfaced. Yes. And while you're already sprinting down to the other end of the pool and you have only had a breath every third stroke, it tended to be really hard <laughs> to hold your breath yes. for that extra time and come up and feel like you could continue moving. And I remember that always being the hard and just arduous part of flip turns that I hated. And like, I just, I like, uh, something about it, I was always just like, nah, not for me. And I just, it was like one of those things I look back, I'm like, why didn't you just like, why don't you just like man up and do the flip turns, man? Like, what was your problem? And <laughs> oh, so you never did it. I even never really high did it. Swim. Yeah. Even like through that, I just, I would just like touch and go. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I never well, do that. The other thing is that the uh, you, so you would do a flip turn for, um, 
you do it in freestyle and backstroke. I don't think you can do it for breaststroke and butterfly. Okay. Because okay. You, you, even if you did it, like those two required you to hit both hands on the wall. Okay. Um, as part of the stroke. So, and the, I was always, the breaststroke was always my best thing. So that was the thing I did the most, which right. you didn't have to flip turn for. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. Maybe, maybe, because uh, yeah, I was like, at some point in time, I remember I gravitated towards that exact same one. And uh, like, that was like <clears> what <throat> I started to excel at. But I wonder if that was like also the line where it was like, I had like aged into the equation where it was like, you should probably be flip turning by now. Right. Like, but, but like you can't. So like, yeah. Um, I also remember, I think this was maybe the other thing that finally did me in is that if you've never seen somebody do the butterfly stroke before in like a swimming mm-hmm. competitive environment, you know, like Michael Phelps or something. Yeah. Um, they always make it look so just unbelievably natural. But I feel like like the other main like swim strokes are all strokes that you might conceivably do in like any type of leisurely situation, any type of survival situation. But like, if you like go down on a plane into like the river and you need to swim like to shore to save yourself, there is no circumstance at all Mm-mm. whatsoever. Yeah, in which you're case right. you're like time to butterfly time to my butterfly, way out of this. Right. Where's, where's that dolphin kick? Everybody let's yeah. go. Yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> it is, it is like a, it almost literally feels like an invented activity just because somebody was like, this looks really really cool and like if you've ever seen like a picture of somebody like forward facing like emerging out of the water with like both absolutely ripped swimmer shoulders like yeah you know, up in the air and like arms coming up i mean it is one of the most ferocious looking physical activities that yeah. anybody can do but it is like intentionally difficult oh. for the sole purpose of making it like a competitive thing i mean it would literally be like if if there was like the hundred meter dash and then also the hundred meter dash where you also have to carry like like uh, a hundred pound anvil yeah you know like if like if it was like the hundred meter broad jump and it was just like who can jump the who can jump a hundred meters the fastest yeah right right, right, no one would ever choose to do this is not (laughs) nobody's running from a bear and and taking two-footed jumps like like imagine a sack race without the sack yeah you know that being said i do think it, it is very fast if you're doing it right but here's the other thing in order to be doing it like correct correct you got you need all the muscles yeah you all need of the, them you need all of the muscles and all of the form and what you and like the form is hard no matter what yeah like it's just difficult it doesn't feel natural like it um, until it does i guess and like I, if you're doing it right every single motion in the butterfly should be propelling you forward very fast yes yeah, yeah. but it, the, so this was my memory attached to it was that i couldn't do it at all still can't do it at all yeah and this so like what would happen to me is there i remember there being one swim meet in particular for like our local swim club mm-hmm. and it was like against like our rival swim club or something like that oh. and it was like one of these things like swimming is also kind of a strange one because it's a very individual sport where you compete on a team basis as yeah. well as like an individual basis yeah so it would get to it got to my age category and i wasn't slated to do butterfly that night at all i had like my my all my all my events were like written in sharpie on my hand or whatever right and they were like i remember the coach coming over to me and they're like ben this is like a nail biter they don't have anybody doing the 50 fly in your age range all you have to do is go and complete it and you will score us like seven valuable points right for the team competition all you have to do is swim a 50 fly which is down one time back Back. one time (laughs) and i was like coach I can't 
do it. <laughs> like, like it's like, it's not that I'm like afraid to do it. It's not that I'm worried to do it. It's not that I'm like embarrassed as, as to how long it will take me to do it. It's like, I am physically incapable of completing a 50 fly. Right. Like, <laughs> like I don't have the form. I don't have the form. Like every time you ask me to do it in practice, I just, I just do freestyle I instead. Just flop like, it. I haven't been doing it. Oh, like, no. You know? So it was like one of those, and I, I always remember this particular swim meet because clearly like, you know, the coach is just coming over to me. It's like, this is seven free points. All I have to do is convince him to go and jump right. off the board right but i'm like you're gonna be a hero <laughs> i know i'm like but you realize there, like this is the other problem too is that there are judges so it's like on top of everything else it's like it doesn't even matter if i'm horrendously slow it's that if my form breaks down badly enough i can be disqualified right and that will be very embarrassing right is that if it was only me and i'm out there and i'm just doing it for the sake of winning these points for our team and not only like can't, do I struggle at it and then like I'm flopping the whole time, but I could still also just be disqualified and not earn us those points. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's what happened. And it was kind of embarrassing. You got DQ'd? No, I didn't. I didn't you do it at all. I was like, I can't, I, I was like, I can't do it. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, so I didn't get disqualified. I've never been disqualified before. Oh, but, that's good. Um, maybe that was one of those things where, I mean, the, the judges were like parents. So I doubt that for the most part, they were actually out there trying to like make kids feel bad. Oh, I know. Um, right. I think know. it's like if you I'm sure the only thing that could have gotten you dis disqualified from the butterfly is like not doing like the two hand touch on the turn. D yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> and it probably is more coming down to like like in the event that somebody was just straight up doing freestyle and beat the person doing butterfly. It's sure. like, okay, well they didn't, they weren't actually doing the correct strokes. So we yeah. disqualify them because like this other person clearly won the actual competition anyway. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember all the, all the different random swimming rules. There are now. the other thing that I think made it hard to get good at the butterfly is that you're trying to teach like, you know, 50 middle schoolers or high schoolers how to do it. And like the nature of the size of the pool is that you got like all these people in this sort of rank. You've got like, you know, 10 people in your lane all doing the workout together. Yeah. And the lane is only so big. And it, the way the butterfly works is you want your arms at maximum. Oh, no, I just said the duck. You want your arms at maximum extension to either side. And it's like, even in high school, I could touch both lane lines with oh, my yeah. arms extended. You know, like there, if people are coming back at me, there's almost no way not to hit them. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> like, especially at like the, the local. So like maybe, maybe like actual swim clubs have the lanes wide enough where you're not going to do this. Right. Like, that wasn't the case where we were going. No, and it made it, it made it so hard to do the butterfly because there was such the risk of like, locking elbows with someone going back the other way. Yes. This, this, is, this is my last Then We can finally move on. Yeah. I'm like reliving like too many negative memories right now. I'm like, I really, I'm like, I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, I, it's not just in my head. I genuinely did not like this sport. Um, but the other, the other aspect of, of practice that was so, so frustrating was that like they would, they would put you in lanes with people who were like similarly competent to your like swim ability or, yeah. or at least in the opinion of the coach. But part of what would also happen, and I think part of like where I really started to get frustrated with it was that like if somebody like starts like tap your foot behind you because oh, they're swimming yeah. right behind you, what you're supposed to do is like etiquette your way out of the like out of their way so that they can go by and then you continue on. So what I feel like eventually started happening for me is that it was like, oh, oh, hang on. Let me get out of your way. Oh, yeah, let me get out of your way. Right. Hang on one second. Let me get your way. And it's like, by the time everything was said and done, I was like, well, it's like, Ben, why is it taking you so long to get down and back? It's like, because I had to stop 14 times because Melissa lapped me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. She was fast. She was fast yeah. to her credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the end of that. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen being like, hey, you know, you know. Well, despite these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience, download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. 
swim team. At least we put it behind us. There you go. But here's the here's the real question: Is would you do it now? No, no, you still no, no I interest. I, the number but one that thing. is surprising to you because, like, I feel like once a month you're like, we should do triathlons. I know. Well, and that, that's literally what I was gonna say next. The number one thing that makes me <clears> want to do it is triathlons. But I would not do swim team for anything. Okay. No way. No how. I would never do it again. Okay, because I remember like part of like the um the way our like uh high school swim team was it was like you had like your public pool that you went to and like they had a swim team yes yeah, 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 yeah. so it was it wasn't like we were like part of some like year-round swim club program or something no no no, yeah, no. our younger like, brother was though he yeah, did, yeah yeah yeah. He, yeah this was just like summer summer swimming basically but they the the age range was from like five-year-olds all the way up to like adults yes so like our mom would be at practice four lanes over just with the adults doing swim team doing swim team and yeah. like i like to me that sounds very appealing now <laughs> like it just feels so low stakes like it's just like yeah we're all I, my kids got to be here for practice anyway and like this would be great like i don't i don't feel like i would feel the pressure to be like performing at all you know maybe that's like, fair you would just be like yeah okay someone came up with a workout for me to do and this is great like that that would sound great to me now yeah that's fair it's that's like because like well, did my exercise for the day I, I the other thing that i would say to, to bring it all full circle as well is that i think that like a lot of times it's, it's like so many other situations where like if you go and seek something out because you have decided that you want to yeah. do it then i do think it like unlocks a whole new perspective and scope as to like what you're bringing to like like you're there because you chose to be there versus you're there because like this is what we do on the summer so that we don't sleep in every single morning right you know like which is which was frequently how i saw it, it was like you mean to tell me it's summer break and i just now have to get up at eight i still gotta get anyway. up at eight and you're jumping the freezing cold pool and miss the first hour of the tour de france mom jeez <laughs> exactly um no but so i think like i had a very <clears throat> similar uh relationship with like skiing and snowboarding growing up yeah. which was that like it was the type of thing where i would be kind of like filled with angst filled with anxiety like over like okay i know we're going this weekend which largely means i'm going to spend a lot of time on a cold mountain by myself falling down and just being like covered in bruises right you know because i've just like i've done nothing but like like I'm, I'm not good at it and so i do remember that there was like this like this big sense of responsibility as i got towards like college because i was like okay at some point in time i'm gonna have to be able to show my kids how to do this activity and so i should probably go out there and learn for myself how to do it and so like we didn't ski a lot growing up i feel like we went like maybe every other winter for like maybe one weekend uh -huh. um like so it wasn't like we got like tons of reps in or anything like that so that was also part of the problem is you never got to get good at it because you're right yeah going. you didn't have like a lengthy amount of time to yeah by the time you felt like comfortable it was like well it's time to go right 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 yeah so anyway but when i was when i was in college i remember i was like okay i'm gonna save my money and i went and bought snowboard and then i bought binders <clears> and then i you know got a jacket for christmas and like finally put all the pieces of the puzzle together started going on my own and it was was like a whole new world it was like oh my gosh i love doing this it activity is, all it of a is sudden. so weird how stuff like that works out like i always liked going skiing as a kid so that wasn't a problem for me yeah but like i never the always it always felt like there was this weird barrier where like you know you, you did always have to go like with mom or dad or like you know you didn't have any control over it and like you didn't take like a ton of uh like i don't know pride in it or something but i remember like yeah one one winter break um our friend john 
like him and his siblings had like organized this like 20 person house up at snowshoe yeah and yeah. it was like they they were sort of like the connective tissue between the group so it was like all of curtis's friends and jane's friends and john's friends okay and there was just this giant house and it, i mean it was a super duper fun trip and we were there for like five days or something and it was the first time it was like i am going skiing because i want to go skiing yes and it was yes. like it, all of a sudden it was like the the difference it makes is like tremendous in like your confidence level or something so it's like i feel like that's the sort of thing where it's like oftentimes you're right like if if mom and dad always made you go like i can see where it would be like oh i don't really know if i want to but then like conversely if you got invited to go with just some friends without anyone there and you're just like oh well now i'm just here yeah yeah like it seems like well actually i do know what i'm doing Right. Like all of a sudden, like I'm not doing it with any amount of like responsibility or pressure. I'm just doing it because I want to. And that makes like a big difference. Yes. And like, yes. in like the way it works. And like, there's, there's so many, I think sometimes there's this like weird magic too, where I think when you're like trying to learn something, you're putting so much effort into it that you like get into your own way. And then like, you stop doing it. But if you come back like six months later, having not touched it at all, you're like 10 times better than you were somehow. Right. Because yeah, like, it's like what just got unlocked here? Yeah. Like yeah. I remember this is going to be a really weird example. I always remember this about um, pogo sticks. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yes. I remember we had a pogo stick. Growing we up. had a pogo stick growing up and I remember like we got it and it's like, it. I mean, you see like, especially when we were growing up, pogo sticks highly featured on like cartoons and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. A they very, were all, the, all very the in vogue toy yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And having when you're like this is going to be great they always make it look so fun and then you get on and of course it's like impossible <laughs> it's, it's way harder than, it's you, way thought it was harder be. than you think and i remember just like going out there and like we would all try and if you got like three or four hops it was like whoa that was great yes you know and not that you went high or not that you had any control or anything and i remember thinking like we did that for like you know four or five days or like a week or something and i was like all right well this toy is just kind of hard and then i remember going out there just sort of like um like months later, just sort of like rediscovering the toy in the garage and being like, you know what? We were getting pretty good at it. I thought, let me just go take it out there and just like stepping on it and being like, I can just hop like 50 times in a row now. How about like, that? No problem at all. I don't even need hands. I can do it without hands. Yes. It was like, like all of a sudden, even though you could barely do it at all, like clearly you had built the muscle memory in a way that like your brain sort of like understood the mechanics. You just needed to get your mind out of the way. And now that you're trying it again without all this pressure on you, you can just sort of do it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What, like what? How much are you in your way sometimes? I feel like that happened a bunch. That's always the example I remember. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever do you ever do you have any no, recollections to that effect? No, I, I mean, I, it's like I feel like in some capacity, I feel like I probably do. Um, I, I feel like it's almost like entering what they call like a flow state. Yeah, which is the almost zone. The, the zone. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like you have you have like quite literally entered a, a space where you have like let go of all of like that noise in the back of your mind. And now you're just sort of like doing the thing. And it like turns out that like if you if you take everything else out of the equation, it's like, oh, OK. Like I, I can do this and this does work and I'm not like, you know, like, like, I mean, probably on some level, it makes me wonder, like, if I were if I were to go hop into a pool today and I didn't have that person, like, keep tapping my foot behind me or something. Right. Or if nobody was putting pressure on me to, like, learn how to do butterfly, it's like what I get out there and just be like dang this is like super relaxing like now right. I, I, it's like all of a sudden like i'm not in a hurry i'm not trying to do anything exactly i'm, I'm just i'm just going and like go i came like, here to have a casual swim workout right yes yeah, so i'm just yeah. gliding through the motions and turns out it's actually quite enjoyable in this capacity um and i know that i had um like a little bit of that like well it, 
interestingly, like not snow skiing, but water skiing, mm. where I remember this was like one of those things where we used to go in Vermont and um, like it, it was the exact same situation where it was like once a year. We basically had the occasion to be in the place where there was the boat and the rope and the skis. Right. And like, I even remember bringing the exact boat that we learned, which is my boat now. Yeah. Um, the boat that we learned how to water ski behind. Like, I remember the very first time I ever put it into Virginia waters. And I was like, this is like in my mind, it, it wasn't even capable of being in Virginia water. Right. You yeah. know, like there was something about the Vermont water that like allowed yeah. it to exist. Right. There. Like water skiing only happens on that lake. It smells a very specific way. Yes. Yes. Like burning motor oil. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, the scent. Um, but so the, the, a big part of like learning how to water ski growing up was that like, you know, again, you had very limited access. And then we were in Vermont. We had like a lot of other like family related <coughs> things going on and we would also go, go fishing a lot. Yeah. So it's like the amount of time that we dedicated each week to specifically like throwing on the life jackets hopping in the freezing cold water mm -hmm. and in the know, seaweed in the seaweed yeah. yeah which so yeah you're in really cold water you got seaweed all wrapped up around your legs which as a kid you're just absolutely certain it's gonna like just wrap around you or something like right it's it, the grossest feeling it, it's very like anxiety inducing yeah and then yeah, like especially like like you're nervous about everything out else you're like having a hard time controlling the the skis which want to float up in a way that is the exact opposite of how you want them sitting in the water yes like it's freezing you're nervous because you haven't done it in 365 days and in the meantime also these gross leaves are touching you yes yeah yep. it's like just please take that part out of it that has nothing to even do with it <laughs> right 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 yeah. yes yeah so i mean it's just like there's 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 so there's so much going on in inside of your head and like making this like a very like overwhelming experience and then not to mention like once we started to be able to successfully and consistently get up you then consistently also wiped out in just truly spectacular oh, fashion yeah you did like you're going like 30 miles an hour outside of the wake and you just face plant into water it's like it hurts a lot mm. you know and like a lot of times then like the skis go flying every which way and Yard you know sale. yep <laughs> you gotta go like swim and <laughs> squish them back together and then dad pulls around in the boat and he's like you want to go again <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah i'll give him one more go yeah. as long as i'm in the water yeah <laughs> kind of getting used to it right. um <clears throat> But uh, I do remember that then I was I think when I was in high school, I probably wasn't even 16 yet. Um, I remember I was I was dating a girl who invited me down to her lake house and she was like she had seen on MySpace that I had posted pictures water skiing. Yeah. And this was like one of those things where it was like it was a little bit of a stretch. Like I posted the picture to MySpace because it was a picture of me up on one ski and I was successfully doing it. What it didn't show you is that I had only been up for about four and a half seconds. Oh, he needs that four seconds to get that picture, to man. To get the photo, I know. That's and, right. And at this point in my life, I was so proud of just the fact that that photo existed. Mm -hmm. It's like there is proof that I have stood up on one water ski at one time, and there it is. And so this girl sees this, and she is like, "Yeah, you should come to our lake house. And like, we'll go water skiing." And I was like. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I can't ask. It's like, again, in my head, I'm like, water skiing only exists in Vermont. Like, nobody was ever supposed to be able to call me on this. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, I was so safe. Um, turns out, not safe. Um, mm -hmm. But so I get down there and uh, I think you actually came with me. I did. Yeah, I do remember yeah. also skiing behind this boat. Yeah. 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 But the thing was, is that it was a, um, it was warmer water. Yeah. Uh, a much nicer boat. Yeah. Um, and it, it was able to pull two people at once. So you were like back there, like with somebody else, which yeah. I think like was like oddly comforting to me. Like yeah. it felt like less 
spooky or something mm-hmm. um and so i i do remember like this was like one of those th- like situations where it was like okay historically i've never actually been good at this before but now i'm in the water and the life jacket is on like we're about to go like right. i'm about to tell him to send it you yeah, know like, like we'll send but yeah. of course in my head right now like all <laughs> this whole like past you know like like seven eight years of my life is like all playing out at once where it's like it's like oh my gosh like it's it's about to go down right like now all of a sudden like uh unbeknownst uh, like uh, unexpectedly you're in the water next to this other like cute girl who's clearly going to be good at it because she comes out here every weekend yeah, she's and, getting up on one ski right, like, she's getting she, up yeah. on one ski that's her dad in the boat don't want to let him down you right know? yeah he's, he's got like sailing trophies and right. stuff like yeah. that it's just like, like the last thing you want to do is be like sorry guys can we reset like five times <laughs> yes, yeah. yes yes hold on let me try like for like the 48th time here yeah uh, we'll see how this goes but so you know they fired up they go and i pop right out of the water right. and it was just sort of like i think again it was like one of those moments where it's like i got <gasps> far enough away from all of the circumstances that like made me <laughs> worried now now as i'm giving these stories i'm like i should go swim maybe i should go maybe join we should a, go swim maybe i should go sw- join a swim yeah. club uh I, i'm due i'm due yeah um i feel like there's but, all these situations like we had all these things growing up and we're like hearing these stories and you're all, like they're so often it's like yeah we're only going to do like one time a year and i'm like i rem- i feel like somehow some way like i would I must have managed to get like extra experience in on like all these activities, like through unusual circumstances like through because I, I mean you, you i know you did like a lot of like boy scout related yeah, for like snow type. skiing well yeah, actually boy scouts is the answer to all of it okay yeah. okay yeah. For like through, through like so our family might go skiing once a year but then the boy scout troop i was in which god what a blessing this troop was it, i mean it really they were seemed so like so active we yeah. go on like two skiing trips a year or something yeah and you know it'd be there for like three to four days and you'd be you know with all your friends and you'd get to go off by yourself and right that'd be great the man maybe one of the best camps everyone to was just at Clater Lake because this was we'd, we'd always gone to Camp Powhatan and that would always be like um like all the all the troop leaders are there with you yeah the whole time so you sort of the, they're sort of like your supervisors but then like I remember like my particular age group like um I guess just cross some sort of age group threshold where it was like all right you guys are old enough to go to Clater Lake now and I remember there was one trip in particular where it was the me it was um me Alex Chris and Dagan and we were like the four people from our troop there nice. and it was like there were no troop leaders it's just like the four of you were just there just to get and you have to set your own schedule and go do the thing not set your own schedule like you had a a camp schedule or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But there's but like, no like there wasn't like a camp counselor who slept in like your tent area. It's just like this the four of you are in the same troop, so you're in these two tents and at night you can go hang out by your, you know, picnic you, you, you can do whatever you want together. And it was just like you had such freedom as like a group. Yes. And it was like that that was so fun and like part of that and then one of the, you know, every class you do is basically getting you a merit badge or whatever and one of them was water skiing. So it okay. was like for like a full week you just got to go water skiing every day and it's like just your troop out there and you you know, it's just the four of you. Right. So you can just do it as much as you want basically. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but so the thing was part of getting the the water skiing merit badge was that you had to be up on one ski. Okay. But so the way they teach you how to do it is that I guess because a lot of people have like never water skied before. So just getting up at all. So they have all these different levels of like getting the kids up or whatever. And the the super duper duper simple way because they want everyone to leave with all the merit badges. Of course, there's yeah. literally like a bar that extends next to the boat, like next to where the driver's sitting. Oh, that's cool. And you can just hold on to the bar okay. next to the boat and just basically be standing there and like on the skis starting from a standing position and they'll just go and it's like super easy because you're very stable. Right. You know, there's no rope you're not in the wake you know you can just go straight 
And <clears throat> this is making me <clears throat> the, the main thing it's making me wonder as you're talking right now yeah. is how unaware you are of all of your siblings individual experiences as yeah. they're out there living their own lives. Yeah, because it's uh, it's odd to me like how much of this <clears throat> like I remember going and picking you up from this camp. Yeah. And not knowing any of this happened. Right. You know, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like Jay was just gone for a week. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I never did the bar thing cause I had the, the Vermont experience. So I could just go straight behind the boat. Nice. But the thing you, they, they otherwise teach the way they taught you to do the single ski was, I guess it was like not worth their effort to try and get you up on one ski Okay. because like, maybe that's just, maybe they've been doing it long enough that it was like the kids aren't getting up on one ski, you know, right, it's right. just, you know, we're going to get up. But so the way they it's, would do it's it, challenging. it is, yeah. it's challenging. And you know, you do have limited time and everyone's got to get out there. Yeah. So, but what they do is you get up on two skis and then they have you just drop a ski mid ski. Right. Yep. Which is yep. like, you know, when I say it out loud, I'm like, what? It's like, it's gotta be the harder way to get into one ski. Like it's easier to get up, which is probably what they're really going for. At least get you up yes. on two skis. But then what the, and like uh, what you do is like one ski will have like an extra like little loop in the back for your back foot. Yep. So uh, you drop the other ski and then you whilst being pulled behind the boat with one foot in one ski and one foot just dangling out there trying to inch it behind your other foot and into the little toe hold on the other ski. <laughs> you just made this like little like finger motion yeah. of like your toes like crawling its way That's up That's exactly there. what it's like. Yeah. And you can't put you can't put too much weight on it because if you just like step down on the back of the ski it's going to shove it in the water and that's going to be that like you got to be very delicate about it but like over the course of the week i totally learned how to do it and like to this day that is how i get on one ski yo same and like like, i'm you know it's the same thing it's like i water ski now like i think the last time was like last year when we were at the lake with you know your boat yes and this is how i did it i got up on two and i dropped one and got into the one ski but like before that i don't think i'd skied for like five years right, so it's right. like but like weirdly this skill exists in my body right and i'm like to me it's like at this point in my life I, like when i was a kid i was like it's always a little embarrassing that i have to get up on two and then drop one but at this point in my life i'm like it's a freaking party trick man it's like, like it's like i'm out there i'm, out there. I'm out there watch this watch this you think i'm on two skis whoops right 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 <laughs> yep yep because yep. like at this point if you're out there with people either they're amazing at it or they're just learning how yeah right? like yeah, e- yeah. yeah either they're going to be shredding so hard it's embarrassing for you to get in the water or they're just going to kind of be out there so this is like my one trick that i've got like i can get a i can i can drop a ski mid, dro- mid can, ski no big deal no big deal look at this i was on two now i'm on one this is my move it honestly <laughs> is making me wish that there were just like actual adult merit badges <clears throat> where it's just sort of like it's like hey you just like it, it even feels like a really fun like uh like <laughs> like concept for a book like okay so um i just recently in the past couple of months listened to the anthropocene reviewed yeah. podcast by john green yeah where he basically like rates things on like a five-star scale yeah um and it could be just anything you know like whatever honestly really great listen would recommend but it would be really interesting to like either write a book or do a podcast just based on like like tasks that as an adult i would love to be able to like put like a big check mark next to him like, oh yes like, i can do this thing like i can do this thing yeah 
I built a fence around my garden. What? Yes. Yes. Right? Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is like where, where, where is the badge that I can now put on my thing? Yeah. Uh, this would even be really funny if like, if like people ended up getting really into it and like we would go to like parties with like a sash that have like all of like your adult merit badges. Oh my gosh. Because it would be such a conversation piece with everybody. Like, wait, what's that one? What's what that, that one? Do? You can solve a Rubik's cube. That's amazing. Which is the one I always come back to. It's like the, it's like the iconic. That's like, the one. It's like I can't check that box yet. But right. one day. One what day. are just like random skills you could learn? What, yeah. Random yeah. skills you could learn. So like that, that's that is like the question. Sabering a champagne bottle. Oh, that's a Good great one. one. Good that's one. a great one. Yeah. Guess yep. what? You already can. You already it's can. so much easier than you think. It is remarkably easy. And so satisfying. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah. It is really cool. I feel like we went through like a little phase there where we discovered how easy it was. And I feel like we went through like I mean, not it definitely wasn't too many, but we probably went through like seven champagne bottles in very quick succession because we just kept wanting to like do it. Right. Again. You just want to do the. F- <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like I don't even really want to drink the champagne or the potential glass shards that are inside. Yeah. I just want to be able to go and like saber off the top of it. Right. Yeah. It's so neat. It is fun. Very good party um, trick. But yeah, I would absolutely put that one on there. Um, Let's see here. Being able to remove a bottle cap similarly in a very like similar vein without using like a bottle opener. Oh, man. Like with your ring. You can do it with your ring, can't you? I it it really uh, like yes i i can do it with my ring <laughs> but that it hurts in a way that i feel like when people do it really conf- when i watch other people do it it doesn't look like it's hurting them yeah and i'm always like i'm about to break my finger <laughs> <laughs> check it out check it out <laughs> no big deal no, no big, big deal, deal. I'm i don't make that sound that just happens internally and just oh my god yeah like yeah. it's like it th- like my ring is just big enough that i think when i put a lot of pressure on it on one side like in order to like pop the cap like the 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 side of the ring on top of my finger that's being pushed down like it's it's just big enough that there's enough leverage that it really hurts yeah so yeah, yeah. i gotta but i can do it yeah there you go there you go yeah. well so this i mean i think that this would be really interesting because i feel like i've done a few like a small handful of these as well like in the world of like cooking or baking mm-hmm. where like like you know i think once upon a time i found like the macarons were like the uh, like, yeah. like the, the challenging baked mm-hmm. dish to make yeah. and so it kind of became this like like focus of mine for such a period of time to like right. try to like have just the perfect like little the little rise and then like ha- like the, the the like the individual cookies each need to have like the the, the, the little perfect foot. foot yeah yes which has been like it's been so interesting because i've also been working on my sourdough of course as, as we've talked about the yeah. past couple of weeks and so like over the weekend i was baking and i finally had what i would i would consider like my first like successful sourdough bake like where the end product is at least very like photo worthy like, yeah it's very pretty looking right um looks really glorious and stuff um but so after i baked that one i immediately went online and started like watching all these videos to be like all right now now i need to like now that i've now that i've like crossed the threshold i feel like i feel like i can say i have actually baked sour sourdough bread at this point in time um like, you know, with my own starter and doing like all the stuff and everything. And <clears throat> as I'm going through, I'm like watching all these videos. Everybody has like different little tips and tricks, none of which are the same, which I found to be absolutely just like mind blowing. Right. That like for such a common everyday loaf, like everybody does it a little bit differently. But similar to the macarons, there is um, a term called the ear that people are attempting to mm, accomplish. That's, okay. like, that's like the iconic characteristic of like I a sourdough see. loaf, which is where you've like scored the bread through the middle and you want it to like crack open and kind of give like that like 
ripped center texture. Yeah. But then one side of the ear should be folded almost like perfectly straight up. Okay. And so like that's like the new that's, that's like the, the new the marker. Ear. The I ear. see. So that's like when in my mind, just to bring it full circle, you would be able to get your sourdough start like merit badge. Oh, you is, got the ear is when you've successfully accomplished mm-hmm. an, an ear right on your bread. Okay. Which I would say so far I haven't, but I now know that it exists, <laughs> which gives me something to work towards. Yeah, work towards. <laughs> yes, man. Okay, so my own baking escapades this past weekend not not very impressive dare i say but um kids wanted pancakes one morning and okay. for christmas for beth i got her these like um they just look like i i guess they're like they're like empty it's like if you bought an empty sauce bottle you know like an empty ketchup bottle that you could just put whatever you wanted in oh yes i know of. exactly where you're going with this this yes. is amazing I, I was so impressed with you yeah so um i got these because my kids oh i got them for beth secretly for the kids <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> more like a stocking stuffer gift but they always want whenever we make pancakes they want to make like mickey mouse pancakes but the problem is when they take the, like the little scooper out of the bowl and try and put it on there like they just plop so much batter down right. and it never it's more just like a big glob and it's like i was like you know what i think i can fix this i think so what i got was just yeah like a little squeeze bottle um kind of like a yeah like a like a mustard bottle or something yep and i just put all the batter in there and then you can just squeeze it out and yeah so you can make like perfect circles with it and they can they can do it in a much easier way where they just squeeze it and the appropriate amount comes out and you're like okay stop there and then put a circle here put a circle there boom perfect mickey mouse pancakes okay fantastic but the other thing is that if you want to get like a little bit fancier with it you can like you know you now have like a like a fine point pen of uh, pancake batter. Yes, which is yes. Like such a such a game changer. So what I was doing was making uh, name tag pancakes over the weekend. Yes. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, basically, all you do is with the with your squirt bottle, you just write. You have to do it. You have to, it's like when you write on a window, like with the frost. Like you have to write everything like mirrored. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. Because you're gonna flip it over, and right. then it's gonna spell it correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> but so you have to write it back, and then like fortunately, all of my kids and my wife. Uh, have four letter names which (laughs) make it so the pancake's not like really massive yes but you just draw each letter out uh, however you want and then I was putting like a little square around it so it had like a little frame and then you just sort of let that cook for like a minute two minutes until those will be like um, crispified crispified. and then you go back over the top and just fill in all the empty space with another layer of batter. Okay. But so, and then you have to wait for that to cook too. But whilst that's cooking, the the letters will continue to cook as well. Of course. And so they will have a darker shade of brown than the second layer of batter. And then when you flip it, boom, there it is. There's their name right there. I love it. And you just wait for it. So that was having a blast with that. And uh, I think the kids were like, oh, that's my name. I know. (laughs) Yeah, that that is really, really cool. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's remarkable as well, because I remember one of the things like back when I was on TikTok that I love to watch was whenever like the people would do like the pancake the pancake art art yeah. yeah so they've got like all I mean similar to what you're doing here they've got like all the like really specific uh like squirt bottles and stuff yeah, like that can, I feel people like add like food dye to them and stuff yeah. yes yes make like super intricate designs which and whenever I watched those back in the day I was always so curious as to whether or not it was like like 
would it would it be an edible pancake? Like, would it still be like an enjoy? Like, I feel like yours absolutely would be. Like, yeah. you're like that's definitely still like you're mostly just making pancakes, but like with a little bit more intention than just a circle. Right. Yeah. Um. But like when I would watch people make these like hyper realistic like drawings and stuff like that, it would always remind me of like fondant on like a cake, mm-hmm. which is like fondant is like uh like a sheet of sugar, you know, that you that you drape over the cake itself that gives it like that absolutely perfect smooth exterior. But for the most part, you don't want to like eat, eat it yeah fondant. it's not very like tasty yeah so like typically there'd be like icing underneath the fondant and then like when you actually go to like cut into it you would just sort of like eat up to like you know at this point in time what is more of like a edible rind right. of the cake yeah. than anything else um and and that actually always has bothered me because i'm like well because it, it's like people people would go on these like baking shows and they're like the whole thing is edible and it's like but you wouldn't want to eat most of it right you know yeah. like <laughs> I'm like, I want the whole thing to be edible and I want it to like be tasty as well. Yeah. You know, that feels like that's the, that's the real, the real challenge. Yes, absolutely. Um, but so the pancakes were good. The pancakes were good. They I saw were, the pictures. They looked amazing. They were a hit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Go well, name tag pancakes. We'll have to link them somewhere so people yeah. can see them. Are they on your Instagram? They are not on my Instagram, okay. but maybe okay. they should be. Maybe they should be, Andy. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Well, well done on that front. Well Thank done you. on that front. Thank you. Well, guys, if there's anything that you have ever experienced in your life where it was something that as a child, maybe you were like exposed to, or it was something that like kind of gave you a sense of like nerves or worry or something that you like then fell in love with later in life. Be sure to let us know, because I think it's kind of like an interesting, like you almost certainly know if you've written this particular arc before right because i think with so many behaviors in life it's so easy to like have tried something for the first time like um like for example i don't particularly like olives yeah and this is like one of those things where it's like i've eaten olives and i've eaten olives and i've eaten olives and it's like almost no matter what i just continue to not really like olives Mm -hmm. and i feel like that can so easily happen with activities where it's like maybe you experience it at some point in your life like with the wrong community around you like the wrong context the wrong circumstance or or maybe you were just like having like an off day when you were introduced to something so like you don't associate it positively right so the question is like have you ever circled back and then discovered like man okay when i first tried it not so great but now i love it right you know? right i can totally yeah absolutely yeah i would love to hear what other people have to say on this particular front yes indeed yes indeed. it's so. like so often it's like yeah your parents are just sort of making you do something but then later on in life your friends are like oh you guys want to go do this thing and you're like uh yeah i guess so and you get there and they've never done it before and you're suddenly awesome yes yeah. yes yeah it's like wait a <laughs> like, second am oh, i, get, am I this? yeah um no i know that's that's the well and i think the, to to like kind of bring the underlying like why of this whole conversation because i feel like we we had so many good examples to like talk about but i think for me and not that i ever felt like our parents were like forcing us through like a lot of these activities or anything um it was mostly just like like these weird mental barriers that i frequently had against them that like once i was able to like unlock those barriers like changed the the whole like way that i like viewed the activity yeah and so i think for me it's like especially like raising Addie, it's like i know there are so many things that i am dying to do with her but i also like i do have this like underlying worry about like being like hey Addie, do you do you want to go like skiing with me every single weekend right <laughs> you know right. just like dad no i really don't want to <laughs> right like is like, that going to be the thing where she's just like my dad would bring, he just he would bring me skiing Every weekend, I just remember it being freezing cold every time and I had these rental skis and the boots were uncomfortable. Yeah, and my, my yeah. toes hurt. Right. And there was the hot chocolate was somehow too mm-hmm, hot despite mm-hmm. how cold I was. Right. And then yeah. she's gonna get she's gonna get to like, you know, college and her friends are gonna be like, You guys wanna go skiing? And be like, I've never really been. They're gonna be like, 
I'm actually really good at skiing. Right. Yeah. It turns tra- tra- out I'm way better than all of you guys. Now, now thanks, I really dad. Yeah. Thanks, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's just what happens. Maybe you just have to be like, well, you know what? You'll you'll thank me later. You'll thank you'll, me later. You'll, you'll thank me like, not right now. But, not right now. You know, not right now. Yeah. That's that is the, such a tricky thing of parenting. It's just like you'll thank me later. You I know. know. Like, I know. It, like yeah. make them do it, even though in the moment they're clearly frustrated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Like, I know. But like yep. how like so much. I feel like this is this is one of those things. Where it's like it's so hard with like if they're not enjoying it pr- chances are you're not having a good time either right yes <laughs> you know yep, it's like yep. oh gosh you know you're crying i'm not having fun what are we even doing out here and it's like right. no we're gonna work through this yes time to persevere <clears throat> yeah to persevere yeah we'll see how it goes anyway if you have any feedback for us or stories you'd like to share uh, you can send them over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com mm-hmm. i do love to hear all the feedback from all the, the little kernels out there also if you'd like to support the so the show rather you can do so by heading on over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture we've got a bunch of really cool uh different uh what is the right term for it things that you can receive or or extra content to be heard yeah we have the uh after the final pop the which is sort of the show after the show yes exactly which is it's like basically after each week's episode of recording jay and i will go into our show notes or or not look for something else that we haven't talked about already and basically uh give an extra 15 20 minutes of conversation on that front so if you're caught up on the pop and you're like man i would really love you know more than if you sign up even just for one month you get access to the entire back catalog for that month so you know, just a just a whole new slew of content mm-hmm. you, can, you can dive into again patreon.com slash popcorn culture but otherwise until next time pop pop when everyone is on the same page getting things done is easy make a bigger impact at work with grammarly grammarly is your secure ai writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster you can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.